So good morning. It's, it's wonderful to be able to be here with live worship, but it's not the same without the chorus of voices. But the presence of the Lord is here, and there's no doubt about it. And so I just pray that you're feeling it at home as well. Oh, it's good. The Lord is good. Um, you know, during worship, I didn't say this word, but I was impacted with our position um, right now. And in Nehemiah 4, this, this week I was looking at Nehemiah 4, and, you know, the adversaries were coming against Nehemiah and um, Tobiah and Sanballat and different ones were seriously coming against them about, as they were building the wall. And um, in, in, in Nehemiah 4, verse 12, it says, So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us ten times from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. And so they were surrounded, and it was very scary. This isn't what I'm preaching this morning, but this is a word of encouragement, I felt. Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And we are basically in our homes, set in our families right now. That is our offense and defense. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your fellow church members, your brothers and sisters, for your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. It's a time to fight for that. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. And so it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor, and the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. And the whole book is great. Chapter 4 is great. Um, but I felt like our position of fighting is in prayer, and it's in it's in loving and forgiving our family. It's in loving and forgiving um, people that would offend us even, even in the world, you know, in our government, if we feel offense, you know. Um, even as I was sitting there, I, I heard love covers a multitude of sins. We don't have to expose, we don't have to expose sin. God does that. But we do, we do need to love. You know, he has called us to love. So I just felt that that was a really important word and a word of encouragement. We need to fight. We need to fight in prayer. And so um, basically what I'm preaching out of is um, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, just in general. But... Um, There's a quote in The Secrets of the Secret Place. I'm just saying goodbye to some of my grandchildren. Goodbye, I love you. <laughs> There's a quote in Secrets of the Secret Place, and it's by Bob Sorge, and he says, um, he's talking about the pearl. And you know, a pearl in an oyster shell um, becomes a pearl by a particle of sand that irritates it, and as the irritation continues, the pearl 
grows and it actually becomes more valuable the longer it's irritated. The pearl is actually more valuable from distress. And um, Bob Sergei says the formative value of tribulation is sometimes directly proportional to the duration of the crucible. And so sometimes our perfecting, what God is perfecting in us, is um, it's what God is perfecting in us is um, worth worth the the weight. It's worth the stress. It's worth the strain of pushing in and holding fast to God. You know, I don't know if you're you're getting, walking about and you're getting words come to you like just just you know suddenly I'll get when you put your hand to the plow, don't look back. And there's just so many words right now. I think that the Lord is just dropping in us from the reservoir that is in us. Holy Spirit, just reminding us of his love and reminding us to be faithful. And um, I think the longer the, longer the difficult times, I think it, that's where the gold is produced. That's where the formation of, of our value, of our character happens. And we, we have to have... Um, our, you know, the fruit of the Spirit has to affect our character in order for us to be pleasing to God. And so it's always my, the cry of my heart. If I'm missing certain fruits of the Spirit, I think, God, that's not okay. You know, right now I need patience, or right now I need gentleness, or whatever. And um, the fruit of the Spirit is, is who we are. It's who the Spirit of God is in us. In Proverbs 14.8, it says, The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. The wise will understand the way of the Lord. And so we want to be wise. And so his ways, when we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus um, agonized in prayer, and then he'd come down and he'd preach to the multitudes. He'd, he'd feed the multitudes. He'd heal the sick and raise the dead and deliver people from demons. And, and then he'd go back and he'd agonize in prayer, and he knew what was coming, but he was faithful. He was faithful. And... Um, I just want to pray this prayer right now. If you just would bow your heads. And uh, I just want to pray this prayer. Lord, to understand your way is our heart's desire. To know that through a time of suffering, frustration, confusion, and even pain, you are forging in us character that never looks back, a face that is ever towards you, a heart that is set to follow you, you're forging that. A heart that will love you and adore you and that you have lovingly and gloriously forgiven of all our sin. Yet you show us how timely and how truly unworthy we are except for your cross, you're except for your harsh suffering and your sacrifice where you took the, the punishment that we deserve so that we would be forgiven and we would be cleansed and healed and helped. Knowing personally that we have full access to your throne room after all that, to bow down, to be thankful, to humbly worship you, and in that be surrounded by your faithful love and protection. You are a shield about the righteous. That's what your word says. And because of your blood, your suffering, we are the righteous. It can't, 
get better than that. And so I thank you, Lord, for your word. And I thank you that your heart is for us and to form our character to be like you, to be pleasing. And Lord, thank you that there's no condemnation for those who are in you, but we are ever living and learning and growing to be more like you. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Okay, so... Um, so, for a few months, definitely from way before Christmas, um, I've just, you know, I've just been stuck in Matthew, and I won't say stuck, I've been resting <laughs> in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And it's because, you know, when I'm eating food, I don't always chew it as much as I should chew it, probably, before I swallow it. But when I'm reading the Word, it's like I, I got to get it in there, I got to get it lodged inside of me so that, so that I, I've got it, so that I can pull on it at any time. So I, I, I've really been eating up Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And I, you know what? And the fact is, the last time I spoke, I talked out of Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and so it's been a long time. <laughs> but there's so many things in that word. And um, so what I did, I, I actually did this. I decided that uh, I wanted to move on. I've got this brand new Bible, a beautiful Bible, New King James Version. It's the Holy Spirit-filled Bible. Just love this Bible. But these pages in Matthew are getting kind of wrecked, and so I want to move on. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and so I, I just felt like I'm going to just summarize. Okay, I'm going to summarize the things that Jesus said. And I just want to remember these things, like in a nutshell. And my grandkids are always telling me I always have a bottom line. So I do this little speech, and then I say, bottom line is. And, and um, it's true. So I kind of bottom lined this without realizing what I was doing. But so in Matthew, what did Jesus say? So this is a summary. I also put the verses down, but I'm not going to say the verses. They're worth reading. But it starts in five. It says the poor in spirit, the, the meek, the, the mourning ones, those hungering and thirsting for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the persecuted for Christ's sake, they're going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Further on, it says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad when you are persecuted, Jesus said. Jesus said, be salty. Don't lose your saltiness. Be light in the world. Do good works, he said. Do and teach the commandments, he said. Don't be angry with your brother. It's like murder. That's what he said. Don't call, don't call names. Don't call people names. And I've got here... Hmm. I won't read that right now. Um, you know, I am just going to inject this right now. Um, because in James it says, don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers of the word, and that's part of why I wanted to write it all out. Um, you want to be not just hearers, walk away, like it says in James, and then it's like looking in a mirror and forgetting what you looked at and just getting on with your day, but it's be doers of the word. And so um, I remember my first Protestant message coming out of being a Catholic, and I hadn't yet 
really submitted my whole life to Jesus fresh. But I remember this message that uh, Pastor Ken Blue spoke. It's a funny thing, you know, how you can remember. But he said at one point, you, gotta be, you ought to be so busy doing the do's that you don't have time to do the don'ts. And it always stuck with me because if you're a doer of the word, then you're not going to really have time to be not doing the word. You're not going to be, um, you won't be focusing on unnecessary things. You're going to be doing the word. And the word covers every heart attitude we can possibly have. And so I always remembered that message. Um, okay, so don't call names. Um, lusting after a woman is as adultery in your heart. Divorce is as adultery. Do not swear. No oaths. Take no oaths. Just say yes or no. That's what Jesus said. Don't resist an evil person. Take the insult, basically, is what he said. Give freely to him who asks you. It covers so much. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those that hate you. Do good to those that hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Pray for them. Love those who don't love you. That's what he said. It's easy to love your friends and those who love you. But it's not so easy to love those that don't love you. Do your charitable deeds in private, he said. Pray in the secret place. And don't use vain repetition. And he said, pray the Our Father. He taught us how to pray, that perfect prayer. And then he said, fast in secret. He also said, forgive, and you shall be forgiven. If you don't forgive, you're not going to be forgiven by my heavenly Father. That's what Jesus said. You have to forgive. He said, lay up treasures in heaven, not on earth. He said, let your whole body be full of light through what your eyes see. So be careful what you, what you look at. Serve God, not mammon. Can't serve money and serve God. Do not worry, he said, about your life, food, clothing, what to eat, drink, or wear, basic physical needs. Just don't worry about it. If you don't have enough packed away for this rough season we're heading into, I think our faith covers that. I think our faith is big enough that we know God will provide. But Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. And he said, don't worry about tomorrow, just deal with today. And then he, he said, oh, you have little faith. And then he said, judge, and you will be judged. Don't judge someone's heart. So it's, it, it, obviously we're going to see when things aren't okay, and um, we can see wickedness as opposed to righteousness. We can see that. But we're not to judge a person's heart. That's up to God. He is the judge. He will call the shots. Um, Jesus also said, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And he also said, do to others what you would want others to do to you. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Such simple ways of, of um, speaking the truth. Jesus was so plain. He spoke so plain. And then, in chapter 7, Verse 13 and 14. Now these two, I actually did focus on the last time I spoke, but I just, it just bears repeating. 
Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the gate that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. This is, yeah, verse 13. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. And um, that word difficult means, because narrow is the gate, and you will, you will be pressed hard, troubled, distressed, afflicted. You will suffer tribulation. But that's the way that leads to life. It says that in this word. And there are few who find it, who find that life. And then further on, he talks about knowing they will know us by our fruits. We will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, what we prophesied in your name, Lord. We cast out demons in your name, and we've done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So obviously it's not lawlessness to prophesy and deliver people from demons. It's not lawlessness, but it is lawless to do it without the Holy Spirit, without the unction of the Holy Spirit, without the direction of the Holy Spirit, without partnering with him. He, it's, it's, it's all about, um, I know Pastor Randy always says all over all the years, it's all about our relationship with him. And in relationship with the Lord, he is king. And so being obedient is number one, loving the Lord. How do we love him? By obeying him. And now in this day that we're living in, I think there's so much in, in the heavenly realm that we can't see, so much warfare going on. But, but I believe that it, it will put multitudes, the word says multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. It's going to bring many people to a place of decision. And many people, I believe, they will be looking at their lives and they will be uh, questioning what they have been doing, and what they have been believing. And apparently, Bible sales are greater than ever in the United States. So people will run to the Lord. You know, um, I had a few weeks in this, this just last couple of weeks that were really difficult. I felt like, I, you know, my natural tendency is to feel a lot of joy and to encourage and just believe God. And, and uh, for some reason, I, I felt like I was losing my footing. And I just, I was more troubled than I should have been. And, um, and it was just, it was really difficult. And I couldn't seem to shake it. And um, I, so, you know, I tried different things. And, you know, I stayed in the Word. But, but we, um, there was something before I say this about this man, um, our church is amazing. I, I, I can't even think of any one of you without appreciating your walk with God. I think we have a very special church and um, with hearts that are so committed to Jesus, so committed to following hard after Jesus. And so being accountable to anyone in this church would be easy for me. You see something that isn't okay. I'm, I, now I'm saying it, but I do believe it, <laughs> that, that I can receive from anyone in this church pretty well. 
um, if they see something faulty because I really trust the Spirit of God in the people in our, in our church. And, um, and it's a, a very beautiful. Like, I love our church. Um, but being in this weird place, I, um, I was really touched, and uh, something went deep when I heard Steve Brown... Um, he came into the building, and he, he was just, like, it was right in the middle of my, oh, feeling so down. And he was, he was merry. He was happy, and he, he, was, he was singing and, um, you know, spouting scripture like he does. And it's funny because I had a little thing about him. Oh, yeah. It's really funny because he talks in rhymes. Hi, Steve, if you're listening. Um, but I, I just felt warm and bright, ready for the fight. That's, that's Steve. Warm and bright, ready for the fight. And I thought he would say that. And, and that's what he was that, that evening. And I, I felt life. And, you know, anytime we're around each other, that's why we so need to gather and this support group is going to be really helpful. I am going to be here because I need, I have grieved the loss of fellowship. And so, um, you know, I think it's just going to be very special to be able to be together um, in, a, in a support group, whether it's not, it's not church, but it's next best thing. And so um, when he, it was just like he was, he was exuding life, and energy, and love, and I felt it. And he said, this isn't the time when Christians should be walking around like they're at a funeral, but it's a time, and I can't remember the rest of it, but it, it was the idea when we should be spreading the light and the love of God. And, but the whole, the whole, it caught me that he said funeral. And, and I thought, oh, that's how I've been. You know, I've been... I just haven't been joyful in Christ and, and thankful for my salvation and thankful. He was bubbly because we're in this time we're in. And it was so exciting, you know, for, for me to just tap into that. And I did. I received it. And then it was just a process of, of recognizing that, you know, I had really been... Um, fallen away from, from really trusting the Lord right now, just so caught up in all the information and, and the circumstances that are worldwide. It just felt like, wow, the world is bigger than life. And, and yet, here I, here I am in my small place, and you just feel like you're going to be swallowed up, but it's not true. The Lord is with us. And, and in Nehemiah, they felt like no matter where they turned, they were surrounded but the Lord delivered them out of it. And I believe that the Lord is going to deliver us out of this as well. And no matter what happens, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, that surely God will deliver us. But if he does not, he will still be our God. So either way, we get delivered out of this and we have more years to sh spread the gospel or we if very soon stand before the Lord. And yeah, I don't know how we'll all go home, but... There's a time and a place. You know, there's a time. We, 
Our time is in God's hands. And so I felt like that was such a jolt, and I feel like that's what we're supposed to do with each other, is, is be encouraging, and that's why we need each other. So I, I thank you, Steve, for that. It profoundly affected me. And yeah, it was very, very special. So it's not easy to climb out of a pit, but if you're in a pit, get out of it. <laughs> get out fast. Whatever it takes, get out of the pit, because you don't want you don't want to be down there. That's, this isn't the time. This is our day. This is arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you because darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness, thick darkness, misery and corruption covers the people. But the Lord, the Lord has risen upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. And then it says Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Gentiles will come to your light. The lost are going to come to Christ through you. Not you in a funeral procession, but you with the joy of the Lord, the unspeakable confidence that we have in knowing that God is with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. Fear not, for I am with you, he says. Fear not, for I am with you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I will never leave you or forsake you. And somebody said right now, um, I'm sure there's lots of scripture you have memorized, but now is a good time to store it in here. Just memorize more scripture. If you know random parts of scriptures, you can pull them all together by memorizing the in-between parts. It's just a really good time to be able to memorize the word of God. And that's how we will stand and that's how we'll, we, we will fight, with the word of God and through prayer. God has always been faithful. He has always been faithful. So um, basically that is, the word is, is that um, he is fully interested in our character. Just because God's dealing with the whole world doesn't mean that he is not interested in my heart attitude and in these days, it's not just me being introspective, but it is me examining my heart, making sure that I'm right before the Lord and repenting of anything that comes up. If I have a judgment about someone, if I, have, if I need to forgive someone, if I, if, I, if I just need to, if I need to fast, if I need to, um, you know, go or call somebody and, and encourage them. Whatever it is that, that we need to do, we need to be led by his Holy Spirit. And the way to be led by his Holy Spirit is to, is to just get into that secret place and close the door and hear his voice and just ask him for what it is that he has planned for that day, for you to do, for me to do. Um, Pastor Randy preached a few times one time on on a thing called damama, because it was something, damama is, yeah, it's a Hebrew word, but it was a word that the people would get from their commander. It's the word they use when uh, the, the troops are, are uh, waiting for the word from their commander, and they're at attention, and the commander says, at ease, so the, the word... Um, uh, Damama is when they put their hands behind their back and, and uh, 
their legs are, are apart a little bit. It's a little more comfortable for them, but they are still attentive to the word from their commander. That's it. Thank you. And so it's a demama, and you can get that first thing in the morning, last thing at night, through the day, whenever it is, you can just open your Bible. My most effective times, I think, when my kids were little, I just had my Bible on the kitchen table because that was the central place in the house, and I knew I could always go back to it. And I'm thinking that's probably where I need to put it again. So I, I feel like um, I just want to encourage you to, to come to the support group, um, call each other. You know, if, um, I, if you call me and if I am able to answer, I will answer. And so if I'm not, I can call you back. Uh, it's just hard to, there's so many things going on. We just want to be able to be there for each other. And, um, yeah, so I just want to pray and um, just bless you. I bless you. I thank you for being a great church. And thank you for the love that that you are able to show even to the people that you encounter when you're going out and about. I know that there's something on the horizon that they're saying is pretty scary, but you know what? We fear not. We will never have to fear. We do not fear because the Lord is with us and he is mighty to save. And so I just want to say a prayer. If you just want to close your eyes and pray with me, Lord, we repent of any deep disappointment, any grumbling, complaining, any kind of uh, bitterness of heart that we might have towards someone. We repent. We don't want our hands, our, our hands to be dirty or our hearts not pure. We want pure hearts before you and clean hands. And so, Lord, we repent of anything that might not please you about our hearts. You just show us, Holy Spirit. You just highlight anything that we need to deal with because we want to be able to <clears throat> walk in full strength, in full anointing, hearing your voice, hearing the whisper of your Holy Spirit saying, go this way, go that way. Lord, we want to be attentive to you. So we want that Dhamma time where we will Hear the word that you give us. We repent of any anger even toward the government leaders and recognize that our prayers are powerful when we do pray, your will be done. So we say, your will be done, O God. Your will be done in the government. Let the godly people arise and shine. Your will be done in our lives, O Lord. Overturn the evil, O God. Oust those that are hating Christians. Cleanse our cities and our towns of evil spirits, witchcraft, sorcery, masonry, hatred, and wickedness. Let your scepter of righteousness and holiness be planted, set, especially in the streets of Cloverdale, Surrey, and Langley. O oh God, burn every evil deed that has been drawn up against the righteous. Expose the darkness Scatter our enemies and cover us and keep us hidden as families, brothers and sisters in Christ, by your mercy, through your shed blood, the blood that paid for our salvation. Protect your remnant, O God. Let us experience more freedom than ever to walk the streets, praying, cleansing with words our own hearts in our beloved community. 
protect our brothers and sisters in different churches, in every home covered by your blood, that the evil one would not have access and that your warrior angels would be victorious over this place. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. In the name of Jesus, I bless you and thank you.